Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Russia's possible invasion of Ukraine is topping the news. Several of you have asked how and if this fits into the Ezekiel 38 war. Essentially, how is this event unfolding prophecy? First, we will look over the issue. I'm going to present an overview of the details to understand their prophetic significance. Russia and Ukraine have a long history. Once upon a time, Ukraine was called Rus and was known as Little Russia. In 2003, Russia attempted to integrate Ukraine into a new Russian-led single economic space. This is Russia's economic community, which enlists five nations and has free trade agreements with other nations, including China and Iran. In our current geopolitical order, a nation or empire's economic strength is as important as military strength. Therefore, the quest for the superpowers is economies of scale. Problems erupted between Russia and Ukraine. These included gas disputes in Ukraine's growing relationship with the EU and its voicing a desire to join NATO. In February 2014, the Euromaidan revolution took place. These protests erupted in response to then-President Yanukovych's refusal to sign a political association and free trade agreement with the European Union. He chose closer ties with Russia instead. Prime Minister Mykola Azarov had asked for 20 billion euros in loans and aid. The EU was willing to offer 610 million euros in loans, but Russia offered 15 billion, as well as cheaper gas prices. In addition, the EU demanded major changes to Ukraine's laws, but Russia did not. Yanukovych accepted bailout money, 2 billion out of a 15 billion package from Russia, evidencing his seeking close ties with Putin. Russian officials pressured the Ukrainian government to crush the protests and the police assault on Euromaidan protesters was ordered hours after the $2 billion from Russia was transferred. The protests continued for months. On February 21st, President Yanukovych signed an agreement with the leaders of the parliamentary opposition that called for early elections and the formation of an interim unity government. The following day, Yanukovych fled the capital ahead of an impeachment vote. Yanukovych said that this vote was illegal and asked the Russian Federation for assistance. Russia considered Yanukovych's overthrow an illegal coup and wouldn't recognize the interim government. Widespread protests both in favor and against the revolution took place throughout Ukraine. The interim government went on to sign the EU Association Agreement. In March 2014, Russian troops took control of Ukraine's Crimean region and annexed the peninsula after Crimeans voted to join the Russian Federation 
in a disputed local referendum. Russian President Vladimir Putin cited the need to protect the rights of Russian citizens and Russian speakers in Crimea and southeast Ukraine. The crisis heightened ethnic divisions, and two months later, pro-Russian separatists in the Donetsk and Luhansk regions of eastern Ukraine held a referendum and declared independence from Ukraine. Since February 2015, France, Germany, Russia, and Ukraine, known as the Normandy format, brokered the Minsk agreements as an attempt to end the violence. Despite the accords, there have been continued violations with armed conflicts. Recently, Russia amassed its troops near Ukraine's border and, according to reports, is surrounding Ukraine on three sides. From the prophetic perspective, we will look at the U.S. and Russia. In 2014, we see clearly that this was a conflict between two empires, the European Union and the Russian Empire. You must consider that Russia is watching the EU empire expand to its west and into Ukraine with its 40 million citizens, and it is the second largest landmass in Europe, and adding the loss of the economic agreement and the potential for it to belong to NATO, you see clearly that Russia's actions are geostrategic. Ukraine is a border country of Russia. Russia is now asking for Ukraine not to be part of NATO or have missiles facing its country. The U.S., NATO, and EU have all unequivocally said no, that Ukraine is a sovereign nation and can make its own decisions. If missiles were pointed at the U.S. from Canada and Mexico, the U.S. would not accept this in the name of national sovereignty. The United States reacted when the Soviet Union was bringing missiles to Cuba which resulted in the Cuban Missile Crisis. One expert ridiculously stated that Russia has so many missiles that NATO's missiles facing them should be a non-issue. The United States was very quick to say that it is with its democratic allies in unity. This is despite it being well known that the European Union is non-democratic and there is a democratic deficit that must be fixed regarding its institutional structure. To see the absurdity of U.S. foreign policy, and the reason I am highlighting this is because we are looking to the U.S. decline, and this is a prime example. While the U.S. is talking about unity with our allies, our allies are building their own army and were miffed over Biden's meeting with Putin that didn't include them. One cannot help but notice the U.S.'s arrogance, and what stands out is the U.S. is trying to play the role of its brother's keeper. The Cold War is long over. Nevertheless, the U.S. must create enemies and make the taxpayers think they are working for their country when all they are doing is further eroding our foreign policy while racking up our deficit. The Atlantic Council, a U.S. think tank, had an article by Michael John Williams titled, If Russia Boosts Its Aggression Against Ukraine, Here's What NATO Could Do. It sounded like it was written by an eighth grader as it talked about Russia's imperial mentality and, of course, Russian aggression. The U.S. really has a hate Russia mentality that Russia is the evil empire and that we must keep Russia down, including their economy. The hate Russia cliches and catchphrases are used all over the U.S. media, within U.S. think tanks, and the State Department. The reality is that we are in a different geopolitical order, 
a multipolar world governed by economies of scale, Vladimir Putin understands this new order. There is no reason that the U.S. could not have strengthened relations with Russia, but rather the Nord Stream 2 pipeline U.S. politicians make waves with because we want Germany to purchase our gas, and at the end of the day, it is about money. There is a verse in the book of Isaiah that sums up U.S. foreign policy with Russia. Isaiah 51, 12 to 13 talks about fearing man and forgetting God. But there is an interesting passage that reads, You have feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor when he has prepared to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? Meaning the threat was in their head. This sums up U.S. foreign policy with Russia. Even China got it right. Al Jazeera reported that, China has thrown its political weight behind Russia as fears of it potentially invading Ukraine grows, pointing to Moscow's legitimate security concerns in a call to U.S. officials. Speaking to U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi said Russia's security concerns over growing tensions in Europe over Ukraine should be taken seriously. All parties should completely abandon the Cold War mentality and form a balanced, effective, and sustainable European security mechanism through negotiation, China's top diplomat said on Thursday, according to a foreign ministry statement. In a nod to Moscow's concerns about the expansion of the NATO alliance in Europe, Wang added that regional security cannot be guaranteed by strengthening or even expanding military blocks. Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, has been reciting all the international agreements and how they have been violated by the U.S. and EU stance. But unfortunately, the United States, with its us versus them mentality and intense hatred and distrust of Russia has deaf ears to all Russian statements. It would have been in the United States' best interest to improve U.S.-Russia relations, but these are the end times and nations rise against nation. Moreover, the Ukraine issue is one that is between Russia and the European Union, and the United States has no business being involved in it. The U.S.'s power will further erode, in part via Russia's and other nations' retaliation to sanctions by moving away from the dollar. Then we have the prophecy area of the European Union, the final world empire that is forging apart from the U.S. for its own position on the world stage. France and Germany revived what is called the Normandy format and are also acting as an arm of the European Union. Moreover, Russia surrounding Ukraine is adding to their completing their strategic compass, which will complete the formation of their army. Finally, many have asked about the Ezekiel 38 war. In my book on the Ezekiel 38 war, I stated that some experts include Ukraine in the alliance. It should be noted that Turkey just came out and spoke against Russia's invasion of Ukraine and said that it is a sovereign nation. So Turkey, a major member of the Ezekiel Alliance, is supporting the U.S. and EU's view. Several theologians named Ukraine as part of the Russian Ezekiel Confederation. Based on my research, I agree with them, which means that Russia taking Crimea unfolded prophecy. 
In addition, the Donbass region, which is eastern Ukraine, looks like it's on its way to also coming under Russia's sphere and is nearly there. This is also unfolding prophecy. Will Russia invade Ukraine? While it would fit, Russia has already gained a foothold in eastern Ukraine and has annexed Crimea, and we will see how this will continue to unfold. Finally, it should be noted that there is a pending trade agreement with Russia's Eurasian Economic Union and Israel, which further cements the peace between the two countries described in the Ezekiel prophecy, a peace from which God himself turns the Russian president from honoring. For more on end time prophecy, see my books, see the one on the Ezekiel 38 war, and most important, Bible prophecy proves the God of the Bible is real, that Jesus Christ is the son of God, and you can have life through his name. The Bible also says to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Till next time, God bless. Thank you for listening today. Tune into Prophecy Talk next week with author and prophecy expert Erica Gray. In the meantime, be sure to visit Erica Gray's website at www.ericagray.com.